Our question today comes from Ron Cresswell, and Ron says, "Why is it so important to attend church? Can't I believe in God or Jesus and not attend?" Well, Ron, yes, you can. And when I was pastoring a church, I used to visit one man. That by the time I visited him, he was in his eighties and he hadn't been to church for forty years, and yet he was a very, very faithful, committed Christian gentleman. And it was just that his family situation—he had a wife who was very, very opposed to anything Christian—and it was just easier to stay at home and study his Bible there. But I would say that that man, lovely Christian gentleman that he was, is the exception. Yes, it is possible to live a vibrant Christian life without attending church, but you will be on your own or just in the circle of your family. And the Bible tells us that where two or three are praying together, the Lord Jesus will be present. And so you'll have the presence of the Lord, and that's great. However, when you read through the New Testament, Jesus' principle was to go and worship on the Sabbath day together with others. And then, as you go into the Book of Acts, you find that the early Christian community would gather together, either in the temple courtyard or in people's homes, and together fellowship and praise God and worship together. Worship's a very much an interhuman event. Believers come together to worship God, to encourage each other with their faith experience, and and it helps us. You know, if we're struggling, Galatians six one and two says, you know, if you find a brother in a fault, go and strengthen him and and bear burdens with him, and we can encourage each other and we can help ourselves through. So much more difficult to do that when you're on your own at home. Um, little bit of Greek here, if you want it.、Um, the Greek word for church is ecclesia, and that literally means. The called out, you're the body of Christ, Paul says to the church of Corinth, and each of you is a part of it. No loose parts, but parts bound together in love for Christ. And of course, body parts need each other. Well, they need each other, and as you mentioned earlier on,、uh, it's important for people to come together for encouragement, for support, and everything else. But don't you think that perhaps this could be one of the very reasons? Why people actually don't want to come together, perhaps because of an unpleasant experience with the body of or in the company of other people, and they just want to perhaps get away from that. Although they do still have a link and connection with God, that could well be a possibility. And I know I travel around churches a lot at the weekend and have opportunity to fellowship with church members, and some of them have had very hurtful experiences in in a church setting, and that's very unfortunate because that's not what the church is for. It's it's there to encourage, and yet those church members are still there and they're still worshiping. The fellowship of believers doesn't always live up to the standard of faith that we wish that it could, and I know it happens. Church members behave poorly. Nobody's perfect, and you know, even as a minister, I know. In that situation, that I've offended church members from time to time, and I've been very grateful for tactful and loving church members that have come up and put an arm around me and said, "Pastor, you know what you said to so and so was really not the best thing," and and we've sat down and we've worked it out and we've prayed together. And my feeling would be a soft-spoken word can bring harmony and bring blessing into a situation. And you can grow deeper and move forward as a community. And when you're healing each other's wounds, it then also gives you the opportunity to reach out and heal wounds among those outside the community. You know, basically, God is a God of fellowship. He created us because He needed community, and 
He created us as beings of community. We need each other, and God wants us to stick close to each other. He wants us to be one with each other and with Him. We spoke about disagreement of the body of believers in a particular church community. Do we have any examples in the Bible where perhaps people disagreed, or is everyone so holy in the Bible that no one ever disagrees, and it's only modern folk like us who perhaps have these uh, disappointing experiences? Well, you read through Paul's letters and see some of the disagreements there that he had to deal with church members. But perhaps just a, a very quick one we could mention is actually in the book of Acts and, and chapter 6, where we find the dispute going on there between different groups within the Christian community. And this was in the very early days of, of the Christian church. In Acts 6, we find that the the Greek widows seemed to feel that they were being discriminated against and there were no doubt ugly rumors going around and saying so-and-so gets this and I only get that. And uh, it could have made a big division there in that church and it wouldn't have been a good thing. But they solved it. They talked about it and they said, this isn't good. This isn't good what's happening. And we as church leaders are actually too busy dealing with the preaching and the witnessing to be able to handle this partly personality, partly racism issue perhaps, um, certainly a disagreement, and so they appointed seven deacons in the church that could help arbitrate and solve the problems, and indeed it does seem that those problems went away.